Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Texas Hemp Coalition podcast. I'm your host and executive director, Alyssa Nolan. And today we have a very special guest of ours, Mr. Jeremy Sherman uh, of Bayou City Hemp Company. How are you doing, Jeremy? I'm doing great, Alyssa. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Thank you. And, and everyone who doesn't know this, uh, Jeremy and Bayou City Hemp were our first executive board members for the Texas Hemp Coalition. So uh, we're very blessed to have you guys as members and who have helped us really fight the good fight this past session. Well, I, I appreciate it. It's been, uh, it's been a great year getting the Texas Hemp Coalition going. And uh, I'm actually, I'm very honored to, uh, to have been one of the first board members. So uh, it's, been, it's been fantastic. Thanks so much, Alyssa. Of course. Well, you know, I think our listeners would love to hear a little bit more about you, uh, Bayou City Hemp Company, and why y'all decided to get involved in the hemp industry in our state. Sure, absolutely. Um, I'll give you, I'll, first of all, if I'll give you a little background about myself, and, and then we can go into how Bayou City was formed. Um, so I was, uh, I've been in the oil and gas industry uh, before moving into the hemp space. Um, I was in the oil and gas industry for about 15 to 16 years. I um, had several oil and gas companies, um, a mineral company, and divested uh, a couple of those. So, um, you know, commodities have always been an important aspect of my life with oil and gas. And I also have a, uh, a family farming background. So my family's been farming uh, soybeans and corn or row crops for probably over 80 years. And so um, that, uh, you know, I've, I was brought up with on a commodity uh, driven uh, family. So um, it was kind of a natural fit uh, from oil and gas and farming to move into the sector. Uh, but having said that, um, you know, we, my partner and I, Ben Meggs, who's the other co-founder of Bayou City Hemp Company, we started a um, health and wellness CBD company back in 2018 called Leaf Life Wellness. And that uh, really got us introduced to the supply chain of hemp and, and the hemp space. So we started that back in 18, uh, started selling our Leaf Life Wellness products, got to understand what people wanted um, all the way through the supply chain. And again, my farming background kind of broke in and we started a grow on my family farm in Illinois. And from that, um, I would say I, I learned several things. I learned that if you're going to grow hemp, you need to grow hemp. And that's what you need to focus on. It's much more difficult than growing a row crop, in my opinion. And um, so we, again, we had a, a, a pretty good uh, grow, but it was, it was difficult and it was a, definitely a learning experience for us. Um, and number two, when we were trying to find a processor to process our hemp material after, after we grew that, uh, it was somewhat difficult. Uh, we, learned, we learned quite a few things. We learned that uh, it was a bottleneck in the industry, number one, that there were a lot of people growing or a lot of retail, but there weren't uh, many processors or manufacturers, which in our old oil and gas space, I would call midstream. And that's kind of how we see ourselves as a midstream, um, midstream institution. Um, so once, once we were trying to find that, uh, that processor and we really couldn't find it, we asked just simple questions. We asked, you know, how's, how's our hemp going to be processed? Is it going to be CO2, ethanol, butane, 
And can we, a simple thing, can we come see your facility? Well, we couldn't find anyone really that was there. And, and again, this was back in 2018 into 2019 who would open up their facility and say, yeah, this, come on in. This is, this is how we process, uh, come see our facility. So from there, Ben and I, we started by U city, uh, hemp company and we wanted to be the partner that we couldn't find. And we wanted to bring that back to Texas. Uh, and so that was really how Bayou city hemp company was formed was from an idea of, you know, being a partner, um, and a company that we couldn't find at the time. Well, I think it's interesting that you bring up that, you know, y'all farmed it on your family farm and you were really looking for a processor and you just found something that was missing. And, you know, that's why y'all created Bayou city. Yeah, absolutely. That really was, um, you know, we knew that Texas and it wasn't it wasn't and we can get into the legislation later, but it wasn't even really legal uh, in Texas at the time. But we knew that it was coming. We were following legislation. This was before uh, I joined your group and it was so involved on the regulatory. But uh, we knew it was coming and we knew this was if this was going to be a problem national, it's going to be a problem in Texas starting this industry. And if you didn't have people like uh, Bayou City Hemp Company or Midstream Park or to process uh, Texas farmers material, then the whole industry doesn't really work. Right. Well, I think it's, you know, our state is really lucky to have guys like yourself that kind of come in that want to be that partner with farmers. So at Bayou City Hemp Company, what, um, you know, why should a farmer find a company like yourself so important in this industry? You know, what, what makes your company so attractive to them? I mean, for, first of all, um, again, uh, unfortunately, they're not they're not many processors here in the state. We're probably the largest at this at this point. We're a CO2 processor. I think that that is uh, while we were forming the company, our COO, uh, he worked at Dow Chemical for 41 years in polyethanol extraction. And so he understood the extraction process very well. And he, he understood um, CO2 and the um we feel that CO2 is, is the cleanest method to extract the product. Um, so first of all, I think partnering with us um, because we're a CO2 processor, processor I think is, is a, a good idea for a farmer. Uh, number two, we can provide knowledge uh, as I keep up with what farming is going on across the state. So I always like to provide farmers with, with material and, and case studies on what did or didn't work last year because Obviously, last year was the first year to grow hemp here in the state in almost 80 years. And I mean, third, we have fantastic team of chemists. We have four chemists on staff. We have a PhD chemist. Um, our GM of IU City has been uh, running extraction facilities across the country for the last 12 years. And he's from Houston, and we just were lucky to get him uh, back, to, back to Texas where he wanted to be. So I think those, those, couple of reasons uh, is a great reason to uh, reach out to Bayou City. Right. So tell us if I'm a farmer and this is my first season to grow um, and I'm looking at what do I do with my crop? What is some advice that you would give those first time hemp farmers and where, do, what do they do next? Yeah. I mean, I always, I always tell people, Alyssa, you know, and I get a lot of those calls uh, weekly. This is our first year. This is, 
we're doing a, a smaller grow. It's not turning out real well this year, but you know, what do I need to do? Where do I need to look? And I mean, I always, uh, I always tell them, I mean, I know this is kind of uh, a tagline, but know before you grow, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I would encourage people to talk to us before they grow. And that's, I know that a lot of times farmers don't do that. We grow a crop and that's kind of what we look to do. And we don't look what to do with it until towards the end of harvest. That's just kind of what, how we're brought up. Um, but I would encourage them to reach out to us. Um, I love to give them advice and I'll even, we'll even come out there to your farm and, and take a look at what's going on. With a lot of people send us pictures all the time and I, I try to do my best in giving them advice on what's, what's going on with their plants at a particular time. Right. No, I think that's good advice because, you know, when we go to these uh, expos and conventions and have meetings, a lot of people are just starting out. They're, they're excited about the idea to grow, but don't necessarily know where to take their crop or what to do with it. Sure. No, it, that, that's, that's a running theme. And again, I think it has to do with our industry is in such an infancy here in Texas. I mean, right. uh, Colorado and California, they've got, you know, five to 10 years ahead of us. Um, and we're catching up and I, I truly believe that Texas is going to lead the charge in hemp, uh, in both the medicinal use and for, uh, fiber in the years to come. But, um, you know, I think this is part of the learning curve and it just has to work its way out. I agree. And, and what services, like if I am, you know, if I had known nothing about this industry or nothing about a CO2 extractor, what are some services that a processor provides to a Texas farmer? Sure. So, well, I mean, we, when I get a call, we always discuss like what's next steps. So a, as a farmer, uh, you need to dry and shuck and buck your material. When you asked me earlier what a farmer, you know, what should they do? Um, most of the farmers, they, they top their plants to sell it for smokable. And so, you know, I would encourage that as, as well, because there's a, uh, while it's still legal, there's a, there's a good market for that here in Texas. Uh, so they, you know, they need to shuck, buck, and dry it, and they'll bring it to us usually in some sort of totes. And from that, we'll, um, you know, before they even do that, we'll discuss what a agreement would look like with us. Would it be something where we do a split, uh, which would be they would take part of the product, we would take part of the product, is it something where we buy it on the, on the front end or number three, is it something, and this is really what Bayou City specializes in is formulations of product. So a lot of farmers, we work with a lot of small farmers and, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, again, we're in such the infancy in this industry, a farmer has to do a little more than just grow the product. They have to, they have to think two steps ahead on how they're going to sell the product and not just the oil, but potentially turn it into a product and a brand. And that's the reality. And so um, a lot of times, I mean, we'll work with a farmer, we'll turn, we'll have a meeting. We'll talk about what they want from their oil, what the expected production will be from their material and what they, what kind of products or end products they want to see. And so we do that all in house. We manu. We process, post-process, and then manufacture it into uh, tinctures, nano-water-soluble products, um, you know, even gummies, et cetera. 
Well, speaking of products, you know, what are some of the most popular products that you are seeing that Bayou City is processing for right now? Um, I mean, what what is um, selling right now is, you know, uh, CBN's a big seller right now. CBN products. We do we do CBN here at the facility, um, and you know it's really in all forms. We sell bulk. We sell a lot of bulk, but we again we sell a lot of white labeling products too. And the white labeling products again. We talked about gummies. Gummies are a big seller. Um, we um, we do some um, we do uh, smokable products as well. That's a that's a big seller as well. Um, and a third product that I would love to highlight again is our nano water soluble products, which, um, you know, I, I always say, I think we've come up with a better mousetrap on this product. It's, um, just to give, you know, the viewers, a um, you know, a little background on what a nano water soluble product is. So when you take a, a soluble oil or a tincture oil, which we would produce from your hemp, um, the bioavailability or what you're going to get into your body is potentially 15 to 20%. And our nano water soluble product, we take that soluble product, nanotize it and turn it into a water soluble product. So it gets, it absorbs into your body within 15 minutes or so you feel it. Uh, you potentially get 90 to 95% uh, of what you've taken in. So I think that's a huge selling point if you're a farmer or if you're an entrepreneur wanting us to make a product for you um, and then um, you feel it and then um, you know it's it's a product that uh, you can add to a beverage or anything like that so I see that the beverage space is really picking up and even people who don't want to smoke uh, or use smokable products in hemp and cannabis um, you have a lot of people who will try drinks. That's an easy introduction into the space. Right. No, I've seen your uh, water soluble products. Uh, what's the name of the brand? Mixer? Uh, Elixir? Mixer Elixir. Yes. yes. Great. It's very tasty and a Topo Chico. Yes. I, uh, me personally, I have, uh, I don't drink alcohol quite as much during the week. I've tried to lay off that. And so that's, um, that's something that's really helped me in the evening when I get home. Uh, I've got four kids, so that really helps me kind of get through an evening. <laughs> right. Just well. calm down and relax a little bit. <laughs> yes. Well, we've seen, you know, a lot of products y'all have, uh, not only do you white label products and you process, but you also have your own brands as well, correct? Yeah, we, we have, we have several brands. Uh, I discussed, uh, Leaf Life Wellness earlier. That is our health and wellness brand. We have um, we have high end cosmetics on that on that brand, and um, we're getting ready to relaunch that pretty soon. Uh, we're excited about our Leaf Life Wellness. They're fantastic products, and we're going to again reintroduce that into the market. Um, our Mixer Elixir is um, that's our nano water soluble beverage additive, and again you can. Um, you can put that in. We, we partnered with several people, one being Chris Shepard, who's probably, if not one of the top chef here in Houston. And so uh, we have our own signature cocktails at all of his restaurants. And we're in quite a few coffee shops and uh, restaurants and bars across the state. So that's Mixer Elixir. Um, 
And our third coast line, it's, it's called Third Coast Blend. It's more of a uh, minor cannabinoid uh, brand. We have some Delta 8 products um, and we're about to launch some, some, some other miners as well. And so those are our three brands. And um, I will say that Mixer Elixir, we're about to um, launch some seltzers here pretty soon. So get, that'll be something uh, being the market here uh, in the next two months. That's exciting. I know that the beverage market is blowing up and uh, a lot of people do like, you know, drinking rather than taking a tincture or, you know, something that's smokable as well. Well, everything y'all are doing is really exciting. So from you, you know, getting involved in this industry in the state of Texas, what are some challenges that you're starting to see right now? Um, again, um, it's really just understanding the, the supply chain and really go back to the farmers and the, uh, you know, entrepreneurs putting out products. It's really understanding the supply chain and having an, uh, having a plan from the beginning on where to sell your, sell your products. Obviously, legislatively, uh, through the Texas Hemp Coalition, we're always working, uh, we're always working to, as you say, fight the good fight and really allow, you know, my big thing is allow free markets in the state and for the, uh, because really this comes back to uh, the hemp farmer in the state of Texas. And so we have to have outlets for products because if you don't do that, then the farming doesn't work either. Right. No, I can, I definitely agree. And, and let's talk, let's touch a little bit on the legislation because we worked so hard on it, uh, especially during session, but at the very, very end. Uh, what were some things that really surprised you during the process dealing with these hemp issues in the legislation? Well, this was really my uh, my first legislation, Alyssa. Thank you for, for bringing me into this. It was uh, <laughs> a stressful couple of months, I must say. Uh, I, I didn't really realize the entire um, the entire what what goes into uh, getting a bill all the way through during session. I, I think it's pretty interesting. I I really think everyone needs to understand that process uh, and. Uh, but just specifically our hemp bill and, uh, and what we did, you know, just so the listeners know, Alyssa and myself and the Texas Hemp Coalition, we went back and forth with quite a few bills and we were hoping that uh, what we put out there on the front end, it was a fantastic bill and it really introduced free markets into the hemp, hemp industry, which again is what, what we have to have. Um, and, you know, hopefully... Uh, we can continue to, to uh, work and represent the industry in the best way we can. And, um, you know, wait till, uh, wait till next session. Hopefully nothing was special session. I think I would agree with you. It was very intense and it was exciting for me to watch a lot of you who had never really been involved in the legislative process really have your eyes open because I think what a lot of people don't understand is that it does take a lot of work. It's a lot of time at the Capitol. It's a lot of education to our legislators. But then, you know, in every session prior, we've been on the offense trying to get a bill passed to make it legal to grow this plant. But uh, this session, we were on defense. Yeah, that I mean, we we unfortunately were. Um, but uh, again, um, I look for next session uh, and I look for um, 
the industry continued to grow and to uh, things to be put in there to uh, allow us to do research and development, which is really the, the heart and the uh, root of this industry. It has to, uh, we have to be able to do research and development and understand uh, what we're putting into people's bodies. I mean, this is an ingestible product for the most part. And, um, and so as long as we keep uh, the markets relatively open and free for us to, to do research and development, I, I think uh, the farming aspect will flourish. I agree. I think so too. And if we, you know, we keep saying that we don't want to be any more strict than the federal government so that our market can flourish so that we can be competitive with other states. And I think that that's what we hope for in our industry and that hopefully we're educating more of our legislators about, hey, we understand you're conservatives and, you know, you want to protect our state, but at the same time, let's open this market up so that we can have some economic development and growth in the state. Absolutely. We treat everything here at Bayou City. Uh, again, we were talking about the, the oil industry earlier. We were very regulated. And so when we started this company, that was at the forefront of what we did. Uh, we're organic, we're kosher, we're, we're CGMP. And that takes a lot, uh, not only a lot of capital, but a lot of time and infrastructure to set up those processes. And um, so, you know, I encourage everyone out there getting into the industry to do your homework on, you know, where your products are coming from. And I encourage um, other producers to go down the same route we have. I think that's good advice. A lot of people need to kind of educate themselves before they do get into the industry and knowing what is quality, who you should work for. I think a lot of us have gone through this process of kind of vetting everyone in the industry. And we've gotten to a point where the industry is becoming very small, right? Of yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. I always, I always encourage people, you know, um, anyone can say anything on Instagram and, and, and social media and, and they can make things look good. But, you know, really take another step and do your homework on whoever you're, you're working with. That's what I encourage. I agree. Well, what are some things that y'all have coming in the future that you would like to share with our listeners? Um, yeah, um, we, um, well, we're, we're starting on some, we discussed the bioavailability um, earlier on uh, Mixer Elixir. We're starting some studies on that. So that's absolutely exciting. Um, I look at us really more as a biopharma company on formulations, again, and, and research and development. So I think it's very important to go down that path and, again, have the research to back up uh, your, your product. And so we're moving forward with uh, some studies on, uh, on our mixer elixir and the bioavailability. We're going to be doing some studies with... Um, outside conditions in CBD, such as alcohol and the effects on that. Um, we're working with several universities on our raffinate, uh, or that's our spent biomass. And as we uh, talked about earlier, we're a CO2 processor. And because we are a CO2 processor, our waste material or biomass, I don't really consider it a waste, uh, it has a high protein value. And so hopefully at some point, uh, that will be an animal feed that we can um, that we can use in Texas, and so we are working with some universities on that. That is really exciting. I think I've heard time and time again, and uh, talking to people in the industry, that they're really excited about animal feed uh, from the hemp plant. Well, 
Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us here today on this podcast. And if any farmers or anyone in the industry is interested in getting in contact with you at Bayou City Hemp, what is the best way to get in contact with y'all? Um, well, uh, the, the best way probably is uh, to uh, hit us up on, um, again, you can either hit us up on social media, Bayou City Hemp Company on Instagram, uh, Leaf Life, um, or Mixer Elixir or Third Coast, or send us an email at contact at bayoucityhempcompany.com. Wonderful. Well, everyone, you heard it here. You can hit them up on their website, their social media. They've got wonderful brands out there like Mixer Elixir, Leaf Life Wellness, and Third Coast Blend, which is one of my favorite branding of them all. Well, (laughs) Jeremy, thank you so much for everything that you have done for the hemp industry in the state of Texas and everything that you will continue to do. And uh, everyone, we hope that you enjoyed this podcast today and you'll listen to the next one next week. Thank you, Alyssa.